0: Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast. Your one stop for all, all things, things geek. All things geek. Welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. And on this episode, I'm going to be chatting with a guest that I'm very excited for you to meet. Her name is Melissa, and she runs one of the most hilarious Instagram pages that I've ever stumbled across. The page is tk 421 me and she goes on adventures with a cardboard cutout of a Stormtrooper. The pictures are fantastic and the captions are even better. So let me stop wasting your time and introduce you to my guest, Melissa Theed. Melissa, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad that you're on. I'm so excited to talk to you because I'm in love with your Instagram page.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> it's been a good time. Can you, tell, uh, can you tell my audience a little bit about yourself? What, 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 what do you do? What, what's, what's your page all about?
1: Sure. So um, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine who I did not know who they were at the time gave me a life-size Stormtrooper cardboard cutout and not knowing how to thank them, I just started taking it everywhere and taking pictures of it and just to make my friends laugh. And then it just kind of got out of control.
0: (laughs) So so you get a cardboard cutout, you don't know what to really do with it or how to thank anybody. So you decide, I'm going to take pictures with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely knew it felt kind of like becoming a mother as if it was just on my doorstep, like maybe Harry Potter style. Uh, I knew I wanted it to be a major part of my life, but uh, now I just made it be part of everyone else's too.
0: That's funny. <laughs> so we actually did a feature on you a couple months ago. Um, what have you been doing since then? Have you gone on any new adventures?
1: Oh, gosh. ow. Oh. I know you asked me this already, and I totally (laughs) forgot to think about it. Well, I did go to Nepal. We took it there. Um, We went to New Zealand. My family lives kind of all over the world, so now they just expect me to bring the plus one of the stormtrooper wherever I go. That's funny. Um, I've had to cut it up and put it back together several times to fit it in carry-ons and all that stuff.
0: (laughs) Well, if you had to cut it up and stuff, how how is he doing? Is Is he falling apart now? Are you, able to you know this is a him? very
1: it's a very timely question um he was looking a little sad around christmas time might have taken him in a car wash that kind of thing oh, no. um so uh actually a couple of days ago he did get like fully repaired so that's why you're seeing him a little bit more often Um, a lovely friend of mine completely disassembled him put a new backing on it we've got a easel got a wooden stand so it doesn't fold up anymore it takes up about half my car that's funny um but it's pretty sturdy now
0: have you considered hinges so you can kind of fold down
1: i have but um i think that's maybe a 3.0 experience
0: okay so i was gonna ask my next question was version two is he coming soon but it sounds like you might be moving to to skipping two and going straight to three
1: You know, um, I don't want to give any spoiler alerts, but there's been talk of taking this in a different direction, maybe doing a 3D Stormtrooper experience, um, maybe just getting a giant laminator in a Xerox machine situation, making a copy, but uh, there will be more more exciting things to come on that front.
0: Would it have anything to do with your other account, the Slow Trooper account?
1: Um. To a tiny extent, yes, and then just kind of some inside jokes that have taken off and might become a reality as far as how the Stormtrooper interacts with the lives of me and my friends.
0: (laughs) So I know you're a big Star Wars fan, and I have to ask, what did you think of Solo?
1: I absolutely loved it. I went in with no expectations. Um, It was kind of like, you know, getting a free meal. You're just happy you didn't have to make anything and it was wonderful it was a bromance between Han and Chewie that I did not see coming so that was a treat I felt like I was either laughing or at least had a smile on my face the whole entire time
0: I'm glad you feel that way I mean I felt the same way about the movie I went in without no expectation and I left with a giant smile on my face and was like this movie is amazing
1: yeah in fact I felt like you know a significant amount of The women I work with and things like that aren't really into Star Wars. And I found it was like a good gateway (laughs) film to say like, hey, you don't need to know anything about anything. It's just fun. It's funny. You'll recognize some of the people from shows you watch. And it won a lot of them over.
0: You know, I didn't think about that. You don't really have to know anything about Star Wars to go see that movie.
1: Yeah. You know, they've got everything. Everyone's looking in a movie now. We got jokes. We got strong female leaves. We got robots advocating for social justice so if you're just looking to find a film that's safe for the whole family this is the film this is the way to get people into the kingdom of star wars
0: awesome i'm glad you i really am glad you feel that way you know there's a lot of people that i talked to that didn't like the film so it's really nice and refreshing to hear that there's actually people out there that did enjoy the film probably as much as i did
1: oh yeah it it's my mom's favorite film (laughs) now she really liked um Oh my gosh. A Knight's Tale. She said it reminded her a lot of that kind of That's a so similar adventure.
0: I love that movie too.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was, I was quite pleased with Solo.
0: Awesome. How, how is your cosplay coming along? Have you created anything new? I mean, I know you're building your stormtrooper build.
1: Yeah. I've got bits and pieces of things, you know, every time I go to home Depot or the fabric store, I kind of grab things that look like they belong in the star Wars universe. So, Oh gosh working on a raised staff right now and um got a comic-con on the horizon so just trying to swirl around ideas um i'm making a dress that looks kind of like inspired by the millennium falcon but i haven't really posted anything about that i'm just basically have a room full of fabric debris right now
0: (laughs) uh speaking of your stormtrooper build how is that coming along
1: Um, Well, it's at a bit of a standstill. My non-Star Wars life is a little bit busy, but um, I would say I'm like 30% of the way there if you count like torso, biceps, and the thermal detonator. You know, that was the most fun one (laughs) because it took about five minutes to put together, but it's getting there. Hopefully by mid-September, I'll be done.
0: Now, how can you say non-Star Wars life? It seems like everything you post
1: is Star Wars. Oh yeah, no, I definitely, it leaks out into everything, but uh, I do work as a nurse and you can only make so many analogies until people that haven't seen the movie don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we can't test for midichlorian levels. Well, we can, we just can't bill for it. So
0: That's funny. <laughs> I think I would trip out if a nurse told me that. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to draw your blood so we can get your midichlorian
1: levels. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> we did, they did allow me to have a May the 4th be with you party. So everyone got introduced to the world, we brought the Trooper, we had little Ewoks everywhere, it was a good time.
0: That's awesome. Uh, You mentioned convention, now I know the last time we did a feature on you, you said you've never been to one, but it sounds like you're actually, that's changing?
1: Yeah, so um, about a month ago, I just started Googling kind of what's near me, I live in California, so there's obviously Comic-Con, but I thought that would be too intense to do right off the bat. Um, So I'm gonna hit up the Long Beach one um in august
0: awesome we're gonna be there
1: oh oh great yeah so it'll be good it'll be my first one i did do a star trek convention at one point um so i feel like i kind of have put my feet in the water of that but this will be my first like full-on convention
0: this will be your first for for, foray into the geek world
1: (laughs) yeah i'm both delighted and afraid all at the same time
0: are you cosplaying
1: i really want to um That's the goal. I have literally no idea what I might do. (laughs) I kind of scramble between so many things. I want to do something Star Wars, but I also have like an Imperator Furiosa costume that I'm pretty proud of that I might put on. So we shall see.
0: I would totally recommend it. You know, those, those conventions, they're definitely a place of acceptance and whatever you decide to wear will probably be amazing. And everybody be like, can I take a picture? Can I take a picture? (laughs) So just be prepared for that when you're walking around. Uh, you're going to probably be asked to be photographed like a billion times.
1: Yeah. I think the introvert in me is freaking out. So I might have to do like one, one day of each. <laughs> uh,
0: a lot of people I know do that. Like they go on Fridays, they'll, they'll walk around the convention in regular clothes and, you know, do all their shopping and see the guests or whatever. And then Saturday they'll go full on cosplay. And then maybe Sunday they'll do half and half.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Like kind of a Clark Kent Superman take on the weekend. I might play that game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause you, if, if, especially when you're in costume, everybody's going to want to take a picture.
1: Okay, cool. Oh, I'll, I'll put that in my mullet over in my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, are there other, uh, after Long Beach Comic Con, would there be any other conventions coming up that you might want to consider attending?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really picked any dates. I think I want to do the one, I think it's called WonderCon in Anaheim in March.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's kind of the next one I can pretty much guarantee I'll be at. Other than that, I feel like I'm going to kind of see how this one goes. I'd like to, when I go, be like really involved and go to everything. So we'll see if uh, this gateway drug just puts me on a path where this is my whole life now. (laughs) Or if I keep dabbling.
0: Once you get in, it's hard to get out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm trying to use some kind of discipline, but I'm sure my life will be over and that's where all my money will go.
0: Now, uh, with you going to the convention, is there any celebrities there that you're dying to meet?
1: You know, I don't know. I really honestly just bought my tickets and I didn't look at all as to who's going to be there. Um, But I would say in that realm, in that world, I would love to meet Kelly Marie Tran. Um, She is like this little gal that has wormed her way into my heart. I followed her Instagram as she was like making Star Wars and in it. And I felt just this kindred spirit of her, like, enthusiasm and excitement and kind of fish out of water. And so I know she's kind of been on, like, a crazy journey this year with how she was received and all that stuff. Yeah. So I feel like I just want to, like, go give her a big hug and be like, you are world's best person. Thank you for, you know, letting us into your life in all those ways. And maybe just, like, share breakfast burritos or something.
0: I feel so bad for her. They they the, The community has really, really did a number on her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I think I would like to bring the spirit of Star Wars with me and just take her in my arms and be like, let's braid each other's hair or something. (laughs) Here's a friendship (laughs) bracelet. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so plus you just seem so nice. And then, um, I don't know, I feel like if Jeff Goldblum ever went to a convention, he'd be on my list. But uh, mostly... Yeah, mostly her, I think.
0: Now, you know, uh, Jeff Goldblum actually actually plays at a jazz club every week. Um, I'll have to get oh, you that information. But there's a jazz oh, club yep, that he please. plays at. Um, one of my friends actually went and saw him in concert, if you want to call it that. <laughs> so um, he actually dabbles in jazz. I did not know this. Oh, um, my goodness. But yeah, it's he's in California. I'll, I'll see if I can find you that information. And I'll send it over to you.
1: All right, great. Sounds so like a plan. You, you
0: may not have to see him at a convention.
1: <laughs> okay, sounds good. I'll just creep on him in his real life. Even better.
0: Apparently, everybody does at the club. So,
1: all right, it's all good. <laughs>
0: yeah, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be out of place. <laughs> well, how can our fans find out more about you? Like, if they wanted to look you up, look at the adventures of TK421. How how would they find out more about you?
1: Sure. Uh, so, I think. I mean, probably just the main way is just go to Instagram. Um, TK421 and me is the the not the hashtag. I don't even know what it's called. The account, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very prepared. Um, oh, you're fine. I've got you know a couple hashtags that I'm really proud of. Uh, Real Housewives of Yavin Four. House TK421 also. and the Real Girl. Um, Yas Queen Amidala. Turned to the dark side, so you know, just trying to get in that millennial subculture of hashtags and Star Wars. That's that's really what I'm here for. I'm here to be a <laughs> an influencer and eventually start selling you on my multi-level marketing schemes through uh, promotional materials on my... I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> you know, I meant to ask you, has any of the Star Wars cast f- stumbled across your page and made any comments?
1: You know, I have had some... Very delightful um, feedback from people involved in many elements of the Star Wars universe with their own beautiful pedigrees. Um, at one point, the Star Wars account themselves commented on um, – they 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 quoted Emperor Palpatine. They said, we're watching your account with great interest. That's awesome. So I basically crapped my pants, um, walked around my house for an hour trying to think of something clever to say back and then just wrote – everything is proceeding as i have foreseen and um felt like i could just be done at that point Uh, but yeah i've gotten a couple random people here and there that have either worked on it or contributed in some way um either behind the scenes or in front of the camera so lots of fun little internet high fives
0: that's awesome and it makes you feel it makes you feel like you're a part of the franchise. I mean, when they start commenting like that and that you see that they're recognizing you.
1: Right? Oh, absolutely.
0: So I, I know exactly how you feel with that. So, I mean, that's really awesome that you're, you're getting that recognition from, from star Wars. So I, I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like, I know in my own like walk of life or field, how nice it is to have fans, <laughs> even if it's just like in your livelihood. So it's nice to get to be that for um, somebody else.
0: Well, Awesome. Well, like she said, head over to Instagram right now. You can use the handle t k four two one and me, and I would recommend that you go ahead and start following her page because I promise you're gonna love what she posts there It's hilarious content it'll put a smile on your face every time a new post comes out.
1: Oh, thank you. the pressure is on
0: <laughs> so yeah let's 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 get some more content out there. You've been gone for a, a while was it because yes. he was destroyed?
1: well, yes and no um <laughs> I always give up something for Lent, and so I gave up social media, which, (laughs) when everybody... And I'm not Catholic, I just do it. (laughs) Um, And when I told my friends that, they were like, even the Star Wars one? Like, as if the world would fall apart. Um, So, yeah, so I did that, and it was actually nice to kind of not have to worry about creating anything. And then... um, Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, I just kind of had this new excitement about doing it and started getting them fixed up and kind of have gone a little crazy. I have taken so many pictures you have not seen yet. I could probably stay in my house for a year, and you'd never know as I slowly put (laughs) pictures up. I'm excited. So we've got – I think the first round of doing it, I really, really tried hard to not – go anywhere on purpose to take a picture with it but just take pictures of places i am already am at mm-hmm. i got way too philosophical about it uh whereas now i'm like screw it let's just do things on purpose because they're funny and we can take it there
0: i can only imagine what people think when they just watch you like you know that one picture of you where you're like standing out uh what was it the uh hemisphere
1: oh yes 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 <laughs> and
0: the wind is like blowing like crazy and you have the the picture of you and the the stormtrooper. I can only imagine what people around you are like, what is she doing?
1: Oh, yeah. It's definitely an even split of people who are like, pretend they don't see anything weird at all. Um, and then people who want to take a thousand pictures with it themselves and go, oh, oh, my God, my kids love that show. Is that one of those storm guys? Oh, my God. I got to get a picture. And then like Donna, she just, you know, does her thing. Gets a picture, walks away. It's, uh, it's well-received. I think, um, you know, because I've traveled so much for my family since Star Wars is so universally known, I mean, we were, like, in the Himalayas and people were like, Star Wars. <laughs> so um, I find the further away I go from where I live, the funnier it gets in how it's received.
0: That's awesome. My favorite picture I think that you posted so far right now is the one where you're on a bike and you're reaching out for the kids and the kids are trying to grab you.
1: Oh, yes. I think that was in Malaysia or the Philippines or somewhere. Um, Yeah, that was a a good time. (laughs) I I already looked like an anomaly, looking totally different from everyone around us and then carrying it around as well. It was just out of control.
0: And it's just awesome that you got people to interact with you. I mean, I just thought that was cool.
1: Oh, yeah. It was there's so many uh, candid shots that I think I'll eventually post in some form. Of <laughs> everybody, just wants a piece of the stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been such a good uh, you know asset. It makes situations where you think, oh, I can't talk to that person. They you just go like, hey, we take a picture of me while I hold this. So it's been quite fun.
0: Random people. Hey, yeah, so basically, I need fast.
1: human tripods. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Uh, well, like I said, her, her Instagram page is TK421andMe. Um, again, just follow her page. I promise it's, it's, it's going to be a good time. So, <laughs> Melissa, um, what I want to do now is kind of talk to you a little bit about the Star Wars franchise. Okay. So I have...
1: Let's do it.
0: You know, Solo came out and it completely underperformed. Um, didn't it didn't uh, meet anybody's expectations. or uh, well, at least Lucasfilm's expectations of, of uh, financial revenue. Why do you think the movie underperformed like it did?
1: Well, I guess if you want to say underperformed, I guess we'd only be talking about money in which case I guess it did underperform, <laughs> but I don't know. I think you have to kind of back up and view it in the context of a whole, you know, it's, really kind of just a very expensive seed for a plant that hopefully will have a ton of fruit. Um, You know, they kind of gave us so many trajectories we could go within that world. We got a younger Lando. Now we've got a Darth Maul situation showing itself um, and just so many new lands. So I think that, you know, maybe if the movie itself didn't necessarily perform well, because people, gosh, I don't know weren't ready for it or they were like, wait, didn't we just see star Wars? What is this? Is it back? Um, I think five years from now, it will be retconned as having performed. Well,
0: yeah, I think that's the sad thing. A lot of people didn't go out and go see it. Um, yeah. and I think once they do finally see the movie, they're going to be kicking themselves in the ass going, man, I should have saw this in the theater because it really was a good film. Oh, I agree. Um, But I I think you kind of hit a point there. I think people – Disney's trying to do, I think, with the Star Wars franchise with what they're doing with Marvel franchise and, you know, churn out as many movies as they can. And with them releasing this one just five months after The Force Awakens – or I'm sorry, not The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, um, I, I just think people were like, really? Another Star Wars film?
1: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, you know, when you get the age your friends start having kids, you care about the first one. And then after that, it's just white noise. So I think if they had maybe waited, (laughs) they had maybe waited a little bit, they could have got some more bang for their buck. Um, But I think so many people felt so odd about The Last Jedi and either were in denial about feeling odd or were so outwardly pissed that it was like they just couldn't bring themselves to to feel that again. Um, But, yeah, I think... You know, people who saw the original trilogy, like growing up, whether they were alive when it came out or like subsequent to that, I don't think this movie was necessarily made for them. I think they were like, hey, let's do a bunch of different stuff and then wondered why it didn't keep its audience. Well,
0: what, were, what were your thoughts on The Last Jedi? Did, did you like that one?
1: Uh, yes and no. I think I like any kind of creative endeavor, whether it sucks or it's great as a whole. Cause I having been involved in so many projects myself, not in film in any way, I just know that just the process of making it and the kind of adventures you have in the camaraderie and relationships you build while working on something, you know, have a value that so surpasses the finished product that other people see. So when I watch a movie whether or not I can palette the whole thing. I feel like I'm watching and I'm thinking, oh cool, someone got to make that. Oh, I bet someone was so excited to tell their parents, you know, they built this thing or that thing or got a role or, you know, people's kids went to college because this movie got made. So I think I view it like way far back. And I'm not super worried if it conforms to what I hoped that part of the story would be. And plus, if it like even if it's terrible, I just pretend the cameras weren't rolling during the scenes I think should have happened. And I'm hearing the movie through someone's retelling. Like I picture this movie being like, as if we had access to like maybe Holdo's diary and they were like, well, this is the only record we have. These are like the dead sea scrolls. Let's just film it.
0: These are the only notes we have on this issue. Yeah.
1: It's like the Calrissian Chronicles. They were like, well, I'm sure this isn't exactly how it happened, but here you go.
0: That's awesome. I didn't would never think of it that way. Um, I, I guess my problem is that you know when the Force, Awak- wo- uh, Force Awakens came out. When the was, Force
1: Awoke. Uh-huh. I was getting
0: ready to say when the Force Awoken. Uh, when the Force Awakens came out. Uh, what was that? 2015. Fans, yeah. you know, everybody went out to go see it. People saw it multiple times, and then everybody started complaining, going, "Oh, this is too much like a New Hope. This is too much like blah blah blah. This is it's just a rehash. You know, he's not creative. Blah 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 blah." So everybody started complaining about it. Yeah. Disney came out with something new, something completely different. Mm. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this isn't anything like Star Wars. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, what what is your problem? (laughs) So, well,
1: I I mean, I think we're hearing the voice of a generation and they're just upset (laughs) about everything.
0: I I just, I I don't understand it. You can't have it both ways. Either they make it like it always is, or they make changes to it. Right. So, I I enjoyed the film. I had some issues with it. You know, like, I didn't like the way they portrayed Luke.
1: Sure, yeah. No, that was, it kind of felt like chewing on food, like a good meal, but you have a loose tooth. So, maybe every 18th bite hurts really bad, but for the most part... killing it with
0: the analogies.
1: Thank you. This is my gifting to the world. (laughs) <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's, well, I mean, if you want to get real crazy, you can go the whole non-dualism route. You can say, is it a bad movie or a good movie? And you can say like, it doesn't matter. It happened. It's true. It's something in the Star Wars galaxy is calling to all of us. And when we watch the films, we're so moved and then we get upset when it doesn't move us anymore. And we do this as people in our lives. You used to be great. You used to be fun. Now I film nothing. Now but you have more maybe, than one kid. We're what's changed. Yeah. So <laughs> now you got more kids and not all your kids are going to be fun.
0: Like that one right there. I don't like him.
1: <laughs> exactly. So like, you know, if, if they were hitting them out of the ballpark each time, they wouldn't, we wouldn't care anymore. If everyone's special, no one is.
0: That is a true statement.
1: <laughs> and maybe they're just hustling us. Maybe they got something really good in the works. And
0: so what you're saying is episode nine is just going to blow everybody away.
1: What if it was so good, like the world stopped? I would and, like the world to continue. Peace reigned, and this is like what the entire trajectory of the time space continuum is heading towards.
0: Star Wars, huh? Yeah. You really do care I, about this franchise.
1: I. It's been a significant part of my life, like all growing up. I feel like it's helped me understand and process the real world. Um, and I just picked. I'm just picture Yoda just sitting on my back all the time, being like, "Hey." This is what's going on, or what's going on. This is, I don't know what he would say. Um, so I have a quick side story if I can share the means. significance of Star Wars. So when gosh, I was in junior high ish when Phantom Menace was coming out. Okay. And we moved to Kuwait post Gulf War. Um at the time movies weren't really showing there because you know it wasn't really westernized yet. And my brother and I were heartbroken. We were going to miss the Phantom Menace. I mean, this was really like the worst thing in the world. So life or death. Yeah, life or death. Like we're going to miss it. We live in this desert. There's like one movie theater. It's playing movies from like two years ago. This is no one knows pain and suffering like us. So
0: first world problems.
1: Yeah. So we're doing our thing. Every Sunday we go to the little chapel on the army base with all the soldiers. My mom was like, hey. Why don't you guys pray that you're going to go see Phantom Menace thinking this is going to be when they're going to learn. Sometimes God says no. And like that will be the lesson. So we go. We do that thing. Come out of church, walking around the army base, walking by helicopters, you know, high five soldiers because we're the only children. And they're like, hey, you guys want to hear something fun? George Lucas is donating the Phantom Menace to our base and to Kosovo. Cause it was 1999 and we're going to go see it next week. And you can all come.
0: That is awesome.
1: And it was the best. I brought a little notepad with me because I wanted to write down the opening scrawl (laughs) and then like any new character names. And so I like sat there in a folding chair in a warehouse where they played it on the big screen. And the only name I wrote down that was legible was Gordula, the (laughs) hut. And uh, that was my spiritual Star Wars experience. And from then on, it just was kind of the one constant.
0: That's awesome. So you said you were in middle school when that came out. So you were so you didn't really get to experience like the original franchise when you were younger. I mean, I'm sure you watched it on VHS, but you didn't get to have that experience of it being out. Yeah, not that. in the
1: theaters, no. Yeah, no, it had been out for about mm, eight or nine years when I was born. But it was one of the first VHS that we had. Um, the first scene I remember from Star Wars, like before I knew it was a story was the scene where Luke goes in the cave. And I just remember when he saw his own face in the Darth Vader mask, like that was my first impression of Star Wars. And that I don't think I understood what was going on for maybe like four more years.
0: You know, it's so funny when I was a child, I was born in 79. So I didn't really get to experience Star Wars um, in the theater either. Uh huh. My experience was it was on VHS but when we moved to Germany, uh, I don't even remember what year it was. It was like eighty four, I think. Um, we had we ended up getting a new hope and empire on VHS and I never knew there was a return of the Jedi.
1: For real. You just thought it ended like <laughs> I did horribly.
0: I'm like, oh my god, this sucks. And then finally when we got back to the United States, you know, I found out that there was a third movie and I was like, We got to get this film.
1: Oh, now that's a real gift. Because <laughs> you had to feel those feelings for a long time.
0: So I, so I, I feel you on not being able to see a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like being denied a meal. Like, can you go without dinner the rest of your life?
0: Probably.
1: <laughs>
0: I might be able to.
1: With the addition of Second Breakfast, sure.
0: And Fourth meal.
1: Yeah, through that.
0: Where do you think the franchise goes from here? Now that they've... Because, you know, they spent over $300 million making this movie. Um, yeah. And the reason why was because they had to do massive reshoots. They fired the original director, brought in Ron Howard. He basically redid the entire film. So it's, it, it like doubled the budget and they were hoping they were going to get back at least the budget. I don't even think they came close. So it that's where the underperformance has come in. So mm. where do you think they go from here? Do you think they're going to continue pushing out movies? As quickly as they can or do you think they're gonna start taking their time with them
1: um i think they're gonna have a lot of fanfare about how they're gonna take their time and then they're just gonna go insane and drown us in films that's my bet um
0: and see i would be okay with that
1: oh yeah same i'll i'll take whatever you want to give me i don't care what it is um i think like in the same way that television gets better as you veer away from the kardashian family though there's so much story there if we just veered away from the Skywalker family, like there's probably nobody needs to be somebody's dad all the time. You can just have maybe bounty hunters go explore their world. Maybe let's go back and see boss Nass and redeem the story of the Gungans. Um, Or what was Yoda doing on Dagobah? Or maybe just characters that hardly touch the worlds we've seen. I think, you know, the expanded universe gave us such a good amount of content. That, you know, you don't have to look at it as canon, just view it as like Ralph McQuarrie's concept art and just look at it and go, oh, that's a good story. Oh, that was fun. Let's and, maybe use that as something.
0: And they are taking elements of the expanded universe and bringing it into canon. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Do you watch any of the cartoons?
1: Um, I have in bits and pieces. I think for me, Clone Wars was a little too nonlinear to follow along. Um, but everything I have seen of it has been lovely. So
0: that was going to be my next question. What did you think of the announcement of Clone Wars?
1: Oh, I think it's great. They're bringing back a season seven. I'm totally down. I mean, if they wanted to make more Ewok adventures, I'd be down too. But I'm exceptionally glad for uh, Clone Wars because now I feel like I'll actually get into it. Like, oh, if you're going to produce more things, I'm going to catch up.
0: Well, I'm hoping with this final season that we finally get to see how it ends and ties right into Revenge of the Sith. Because that's something they didn't get to do.
1: Plus, you know, they've been making it at a time where everybody's hyper aware and like hyper concerned about what choices Star Wars is going to make. So I think this is probably like a really safe avenue to maybe make some riskier choices with the storyline um, that I think people are more willing to accept in an animated um, thing as they post to film. So,
0: no, I agree. I, they, I have high hopes. They did a, you know, did you watch Rebels or watch any of Rebels?
1: Um, yeah I'm familiar with it
0: okay well in the season in the last season the the, the finale season they they had a whole episode where uh, Ezra and Ahsoka two characters from the show they discovered a place that basically allowed them to time travel
1: yes I did see that one
0: so you know they they introduced time travel in a Star Wars universe you never thought you would ever hear that
1: right i know it's like we we somehow without saying it out loud understand the rules and we're like what this
0: so you know i i do believe that they they aren't afraid to take risks with some of those shows but i think when they try to take the risk with the movies that's when the fans go ballistic
1: right because they go but this is the real star wars
0: <laughs> it's all the same
1: it's all the same
0: <clears throat> so with all the talk of jj abrams directing episode nine do you think he's going to try to retcon anything that happened? You know, the, everybody's been, there's been rumors all over the internet saying that he's going to retcon like Ray's parentage. and. Um, oh yeah.
1: How could you not? I mean, <laughs> you know, I think at the end of the day, he's somebody who deeply loves star Wars. I think he said he did star Trek as a tryout to be able to do star Wars. So I think, you know, there's so many of us that really truly love the films that even if it's not a storyline that we'd have chosen ourselves, it's coming from a good place and a good heart. So I think that's enough to, to do it. But yeah, no, he's totally going to retcon stuff.
0: See, I think I'm the only person in the world that actually believed when I saw that scene where Kylo Ren is like, your parents were nobody. I'm like, he's lying to her. He's trying to manipulate her to come to the dark side. But yeah, like, I no, mean, no, no. It's he, he actually said that they're nobodies. I'm like, no, he's lying to her. <laughs>
1: Right. Well, I think you know so many weird things that happened. People didn't know what to believe anymore. So, like, I guess I'll just take it all in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I had a problem with with that scene. I mean, because like I said, I I truly believed he was just trying to manipulate her. You know, he beat her down, abused her, trying to bring down her emotions and try to convince her that way to bring her over to his side. And you know, yeah, it didn't work. Well,
1: I think I think we were all prepped for a reveal. And so we were kind of like at that point of the story, whatever I hear in this moment, that is true. You know, based on the timing and pacing of where it was, but maybe we've all been tricked.
0: Now, see, if episode nine comes and goes and, you know, there's still a nobody, then I'm going to be like, what the heck, man?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's such low hanging fruit to just be like, yeah, he was lying. So why not just take it?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, The scene also in that movie where she touches the mirror, you know, it's like they tried to. They tried to make that, I guess, sort of like Luke with the face. from Empire. Right. Um, but I don't think that worked out very well.
1: No, I really thought it was going to be a character. Maybe not someone that we knew, but I was kind of like, okay, so now that you've done this, are we going to see your parents? Like, I paid my dues. Show me who your parents are. <laughs> if, you,
0: um, if you were yeah. in charge of Star Wars... What would mm-hmm. you do with her parents? Would you make well, her parents somebody?
1: I would. I don't... <laughs> um, I mean, I really like the idea that she was maybe Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter.
0: I like that theory as well.
1: I think that one was the one that was the most heartwarming. Because then her parents could be nobodies. That could have been still true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think... I think that would have been really interesting... Speaking of who might be different people's parents, I like the idea that Enfys Ness from Solo might be um, related to Darth Maul. Really? Well, so there were some thoughts that like her... Well, the first thing I thought when I heard her, like the overture of the music of hers,
0: Uh um,
1: it reminded me of the uh, Duel of the Fates. Like all of that, just with like the kind of chanting and kind of more tribally stuff. Now I
0: need to go back and
1: listen to the soundtrack. And with... that species, it's like the dads have all the horns and the crazy stuff, but like the moms were human. Mm-hmm. At least that's what our Star Wars RPG book told us when we looked it up. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but I think kind of thinking outside the box, I think I'm more interested to see that story. Um, if it, they take it in that direction.
0: I, I was not expecting Darth Maul to make an appearance to that movie
1: no in fact i almost kind of wanted to look around and be like now does everybody know who that is <laughs> <laughs> because i just felt like there were people who were just taking it in stride because maybe they hadn't seen phantom menace and i just kind of wanted to be like can we pause this for a second
0: okay pause and look at him.
1: right or like do you, do we all know that we thought he died if you haven't seen these shows like I felt it felt was a lot of significance maybe lost on people who didn't really know, like, why it was crazy that he was there.
0: Well, some people that did recognize it were also confused. They were saying, well, does this take place before Phantom Menace? And they
1: were like, right. Well, I think on the Wikipedia or something, I read that it was 10 years before the Battle of Yavin that Han Solo takes place. So it would be post that, right?
0: Yeah, it's definitely after Revenge of the Sith.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, because he's got his robot legs. He doesn't have a spider situation going on anymore.
0: Yeah, so it's Uh, after the Clone Wars when they find him, and before he, spoiler alert, dies in in, uh, Star Wars. Yes.
1: Which is a beautiful scene. I I think my favorite, yeah, my favorite thing about Darth Maul, and maybe it's just a girl and I was distracted by it, was that he and Kira had basically matching best friend necklaces of the half gold um, symbol of Crimson Dawn. Uh huh. That was my favorite little hey, Easter egg treat for me. Yeah, like oh, hey,
0: oh man, that's crazy. I'm ex- yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I I really hope that you know because there's there's a lot of Star Wars getting ready to come out. We're getting ready to get. They said two new trilogies. One's by Ryan Johnson. The other one is by John Favreau. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Is it John Favreau?
1: i'm gonna say yes because i said it so confidently but i truly don't know
0: no i think you're i think it is and because the and then db weiss and the guys that make game of thrones they're doing doing the the television show
1: show. yes
0: so there's going to be so much more star wars getting ready to come out um, oh yeah that you know we're probably going to get the story of han solo fighting darth maul if he ever does fight darth maul yeah how could
1: how could we not
0: (laughs) That would, be, that would be very interesting to find out that Han Solo actually had a part with Darth Maul. So, I just, I don't know. I'm I'm, ex, I'm excited to see where they go with the story. I, I want to see the Han uh, sorry, not the Han Solo, the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi story.
1: Yes, that would be lovely.
0: Because, you know, he's on Tatooine for 18 years. The guy had to have done something.
1: Yeah. And how do we know he stayed on Tatooine that whole time? Or was it just most of the time? Did he get a sabbatical? Did he have, like, a babysitter? Like...
0: Did he you find know, a wife? Some
1: pretty crappy stuff happened to Luke when he went to go get him, so he clearly wasn't watching him that well.
0: <laughs> uh, and, and, and you know, that could explain how Ray might be related to him.
1: Yeah. Or, like, you know, if Luke had gone to join the Empire, would Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, have snuck in there, too? Would he have just been creeping on him wherever he went?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. My name is Ben. I don't know who this Obi-Wan character is.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's just like, no, that's definitely my weird neighbor.
0: <laughs> uh, since you brought up the Imperial Academy, I do want to ask about a scene in Solo. What did you think about the Imperial officer giving Han Solo his last name?
1: Uh, it was so, like, it was almost moved me to a tiny tear because it was like, he is alone. But then at the same time, he's given this little gift that we all know the meaning of later. But it's like he doesn't know he doesn't know how precious he is to all of us yet. He's just there by himself. Mm -hmm. What I also liked is that when, you know, he goes back on Dryden Voss's ship and he's introduced as Han Solo in front of Kira. She has never heard that name of his before. And so it's probably like insult injury because now he's saying like, I am alone.
0: Huh. I didn't think about it that way.
1: Well, you know, you got to watch the movie through the eyes of a girl, and you just make it all about yourself, and it's fine.
0: Oh, well, then I will do that the next time I go see the movie.
1: Yeah, it's a totally different experience. (laughs) You see best friend necklaces and, like, you know, relational angst everywhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where would you take the franchise from here if you you were able to run run the show?
1: Gosh, if I was at the helm, I'd really like to see, like, maybe like a hundred years before where we're at like that way there's no, you don't have to connect anybody to anybody else. Like we're two generations removed. So maybe like a hundred years before, um, Phantom or even like, you know, the old, like way, like the beginnings of, you know, the Jedis and the Mandalorians being bros or however that went down. So you're kind of like talking about like the old Republic period. Yeah. I think that'd be great because then all bets are off. Anybody can be a good guy or a bad guy. You're not just looking at the Jedis going like, these are going to be the good ones. And, you know, any kind of government, like, we probably can't trust you. <laughs> you know, the story doesn't really write itself anymore at that point. Do you game at all? Um, I observed gaming, but I did watch, like, all of the mashed together clips from the games, and those looked amazing.
0: Does it make you want to play them? She's like, no, I, not at all. Am,
1: I, I don't have a long <laughs> enough attention span. I just start like talking to people and just trying to make my character do funny stuff. I can't like commit to actually <laughs> like progressing through a level.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good Star Wars games out there that have a lot of good stories. Um, so, and, but you say you watched the whole videos of them. So you...
1: yeah, when people do like the cuts of all of the, you know, scenes together. So uh, all about that.
0: One good one is the Force Unleashed where uh vader has a secret apprentice uh, oh cool so if you ever get a chance to watch some of those videos that that has a really good storyline to it and you find out it's like the birth of the rebellion all of it now is expanded universe it's not considered canon anymore but it was really cool to see that he was part of the uh the birth of the rebellion yeah that's excellent okay we will do so well do you have any
1: other final thoughts on star wars before we wrap up this uh episode oh gosh I feel like I've squeezed that sponge dry, but I feel very content with everything we've talked about because Star Wars is such a significant part of my life and it's nice to get it all out there.
0: I I love Star Wars so much. Yeah. (laughs) Samesies. Well, would you like to tell our followers one more time how to find you?
1: Sure. So you can come follow me on Instagram at TK421 and me and I'll see you there.
0: Awesome. Well, I lost my notes. There they are. I <laughs> have to edit that little part out. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. I want to thank Melissa for joining me on this episode. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter by using the handle Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head over to TempleTheGeek.com? There you'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Thanks for joining us on this episode. I've been Daniel.
1: I've
0: been Melissa. And we'll see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook
1: at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek.
0: Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.